Welcome to CCC Talks, empowering IT and business professionals in their digital transformation journey. Find all the latest tips, tricks, and strategies at our blog and resource center at cloudcredential.org. And now our host, CCC Managing Director, Mark O'Loughlin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of CCC Talks with Mark O'Loughlin and the Cloud Credential Council. Now, today, we're joined by Ken Wilson. Ken is Director of Platform Lifecycle Management and Head of PMS Operations at Amadeus IT Group. Ken, thank you very much for joining us on today's podcast. Great. Hey, thanks for having me, Mark. I really appreciate the opportunity to be with all of you. Um, my name is Ken Wilson. I've been in IT for over 20 years and really have cut my teeth in the client server world. So I've been around quite a long time since uh, really the late 90s. And I've been working in hospitality technology for really over 15 years with a particular focus on systems. Um, over the last several years, I've really been helping Amadeus Hospitality sunset a lot of the legacy products yep. and really move those customers off of about 39 of them to our newer cloud-based products. And right. really, Mark, I can assure you that is quite an undertaking. Um, <laughs> there's a lot going on there. And in yeah. tandem with that, I've also been running our, our property management systems operations team. Yep. Fantastic. So great, great wealth of experience there. You've seen it from the traditional side of IT now into digital and cloud and everything in between. And as you said, moving a lot of systems from the older, what we now call legacy into the, this new cloud world as, as well. Now, um, looking at the Amadeus IT group, um, you know, in, in its own words, uh, helping to connect over 1.5 billion people a year to local travel providers in over 190 countries. Now that's a lot of people, it's a lot of countries, and it's a lot of travel trips. I was interested in the industry that you're in is how important now is cloud and digital technologies in sustaining this type and level of business today and into the future? Well, Mark, I, I work with our hospitality business unit, which really focuses on hospitality technology with some of the largest hotel companies in the world. Right. We're offering technology services to assist hoteliers in all areas of hotel operations, such as sales and catering, service optimization, yeah. property management systems, and central reservation systems, right? And there's many yeah. others as well. Um, I come from one of Amadeus's acquisitions uh, that really focused on the sales and catering aspect of hospitality technology. But obviously, my world has grown substantially as other acquisitions have been folded in and we've been made an official business unit within yes. Amadeus. Yes. Um, nonetheless, you know, we're, we've started by providing software on, in the on-premise world, right? As so many other companies have done. Um, and then as the technology has changed, we've had to change. Yes. Um, but clearly, you know, we've realized that the cloud and digital transformation has really become an enabler for us to mm -hmm. provide a radically new set of solutions to our customers from data driven BI and guest management solutions to real time rate management. And, uh, you know, the cloud and digital transformation has really opened a lot of new doors for us. You know, also, go ahead, Mark. I was going to say that. Um... Are you doing things today that you couldn't have done 10, 15 years ago? And are you doing different business operations differently today because of cloud and digital? Is, is that what's oh, been yeah. happening? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I would say 10 to 15 years ago, what we were doing was was really selling our products primarily on-prem. Uh, yeah. On-premise, uh, we were selling, you know, uh, hosted products. So taking our legacy products and providing those in a hosted environment. Um, we had a heavy focus on systems, a heavy focus on, you know, fundamental technologies such as compute, networking, and storage. Today, yeah. it's radically changed, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if we look at what we're doing today, we're, we're leveraging the cloud. We're le leveraging Microsoft Azure, you know, the Google Cloud. We're lever leveraging our own private cloud. We're doing a lot with Kubernetes. You know, there's, there's just a tremendous amount of opportunity that we've we've been able to unlock uh, simply by moving to cloud and to, you know, leveraging digital transformation. 
Yeah. Uh, to use some of the common buzzwords that we hear today, uh, what you've described there could be called um, hybrid cloud strategy and a multi-cloud strategy as well. Multi-cloud, yeah. multiple cloud providers. The hybrid aspect, at least from our pers perspective, is using both public and private cloud as well. So it's a complete mix. Um, did, did you find there was a steep learning curve in getting to where you are today in this hybrid cloud, multi-cloud environment that you now have? Well, yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I think as we have, you know, uh, transitioned, right? So, you know, Amadeus has traditionally had the largest data center in Europe based in Germany. Um, you know, a tremendous amount of you know data center experience. Yeah, um, yeah. It's been it's been a challenge to really kind of think differently, right? Yes. To take and look at okay, well, how can we leverage you know these public cloud providers? Where do they make sense? Now they don't make sense in every scenario, right? As we we built out a new central reservation system for the largest hotel chain in the world. Um, yeah. You know, we realized that the public cloud wasn't going to provide, you know, the performance and resiliency yeah. uh, that we needed for that particular application. So we built our own private cloud, and and frankly, that was a tremendous undertaking. Uh, yeah. That that you know, really, it cost us more than we expected. It was yeah. there was a lot involved in figuring out how to actually implement effectively, and then yep. just moving on to a new operational model. You know, leveraging DevOps leveraging our, our teams differently, uh, training our teams with new skills and new ways of thinking. I mean, th it, there was, an, you know, it was a pretty big undertaking to make that transition. Now, I would say that, you know, you know those that are entertaining the cloud, and, and many, many people are looking at that. I mean, it's kind of a foregone conclusion that cloud yes. is here and here to stay, right? Yes. You know, it's not simply that you can just, you know, you know, switch off your data center and move into the cloud. There's a lot to think about. There's a lot to uh, go through. There's a lot of training that needs to happen. And, uh, you know, if you think through it and, and carefully evaluate what you're trying to do and what workloads make sense and in what yes. environment, I think you can be tremendously successful. That's, that's an amazing story. Um, it's one that's slightly counteracts the move to the cloud because of, as you said, you that you analyze the public cloud and said that's not the solution. I think that's the success of the early part of that strategy in saying it's the right thing to do is build a data center, almost swimming against the, the current wave of thinking. Um, but you end up with the right solution for the right purpose for, you know, to get the right result at the end of the day. Um, even from an investor perspective, there could have been pressure. I'm not saying it was for your organization, but we've seen um, pressures put on organizations to move to the cloud just because it's considered cheaper. In your case, I don't think the lower cost would have been, it. what's the right thing to do for this industry? What's the right thing to do for that hotel chain? As you said, we have to go on this journey. And it's probably, I'm sure it's paid off in, in doing that. And I think that sounds like it's got you in this hybrid multi-cloud scenario which I think is where organizations should be going. We should be evaluating these clouds on a case-by-case -case basis, not just a let's go to cloud basis. I think this, from what I'm hearing, this is a good case study for choosing the right type of cloud, be it public or private, and the right approach to solving a business problem or a business challenge or an opportunity, rather than just let's go to cloud, which we see all the time. Um, so so that was good. Um, you mentioned as well on, on the way there was a lot of um, learning and change and culture and then like DevOps is let's say newish compared to an organization like yourselves that have been around for a while. Was training just enough or was it training gave your people and staff the, the, enough to start wanting to work in this new environment? Uh, I always think that people make the change at the end of the day training might help facilitate us understanding what it is we need to change into. Would that have applied here? Yeah, certainly. I mean, I think I think training is one aspect of it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there are, you know, everyone starts off with a particular mindset, right? Um, <laughs> and, you know, some people are really, you know, they, they've really enjoyed what they've been doing. They've been very successful with it. And, you know, um, 
you know, there has to be some education and evangelism with respect to the benefits of what the cloud can bring, uh, yes. can bring them, their careers, and the company as a whole. So that, that's a big part of it, right, is, is helping to change that mindset. And then, you know, as they change their mindset, um, really uh, enforcing that with training, ensuring that they have the skills, that they uh, sense that they are relevant, right? Yes. I mean, everybody wants to feel relevant. And so, you know, as we can really not only encourage our teams to make that transition and make that mind shift change, also back that up with the, um, with, you know, robust skills that enable them to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's a very good point um, today. We, we still, we've been relevant in our industry. People still want to remain relevant. Um, and I think the only way to do that with all this technological change going on is to upskill somehow. So there's training, right. education, certification, whatever that is, um, take a mixed blend um, to that. Probably not everybody needs to be trained in everything. I'm sure you train some people in cloud, some people in DevOps, some people in agile, some people in various other things. And by bringing everybody together, uh, kind of lets that information, that training kind of co- cross pollinate within the organization. I think that's an approach. Is that an approach that you, you perhaps took there? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely right. So, you know, um, we certainly had to ensure that you know uh, individuals were trained technically on how to actually work within the cloud, how to administer the cloud, how to uh, you know we use a combination of IaaS and PaaS. Um, you know how you know different individuals need to be uh, be you know need to learn how to operate different components of the cloud. The but process. beyond that, you know, just how to work. Uh, DevOps mm-hmm. has become a huge component of of what we've what we've done and how we've transformed. Um, really incredibly important to what we do. Uh, beyond that, you know, uh, safe, scaled, agile has become a big yes. part of, of all of our development shops. Uh, we operate very strictly according to those um, to that methodology, and uh, we also are expanding that into other areas of our business, right? So using that across the board, wherever we can. And then, you know, ITIL is important as well, and then making sure that, you know, we have a service delivery model that uh, is scalable and is repeatable and is robust. Right. So all of those different components are really critical to mm. to overall success. I mean, and everybody has a role to play. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's upskilling everyone, not just, you know, not just the technical folks who have been traditionally very successful on the system side. Yeah, because even in my experience with some of the technical folks uh, going into a cloud is a completely different environment. Um, you're not in a data center. You're you're configuring hardware. Well, you're configuring you know, infrastructure via software these days as opposed to uh, physical. Uh, very interesting there, as you said, about the uh, service management, the operations side, the idle world, where in some organizations that's seen as a bit of a barrier now, a little bit bureaucratic. I, I don't necessarily think that way. I think it has a role to play in operations, but a role to play alongside the DevOps, alongside the scaled environments, um, and as a component of the model, uh, no longer being like this is the model. I think that that's important, and it sounds like like what you have there. Wanted to ask you. Um, so you, you doing a lot of things, doing a lot with cloud. It's a question around about some of the other digital technologies. You've got IoT, Internet of Things, AI. Now seems to be the, the next big thing to to take on. Um, big data. Uh, are, are you doing anything with those types of digital technologies, or are you thinking? Uh, where they what they might do for the business? Well, absolutely. I mean, you know, we're one of the largest software companies in the world, right? I mean, we're in the top ten, um, and we're looking at every single one of them, right? Exactly. I mean, it's critically important that we provide a very innovative uh, solution to our customers. And yeah. and and you know, just to be frank, it, it's it's important not only in the products that we provide. So you know, we're helping our customers, for instance, understand the rates in their market and and make mm-hmm. better decisions to maximize their revenue, right? We use BI for that. 
But there's also, uh, you know, a tremendous opportunity for us to take the data and the learnings that we have with respect to our customer set. You know, we have thousands upon thousands of hotels in the U.S. and, and really globally. Um, take that data and be able to leverage it to inject new features into our products, right? Yes. And so we, we're using big data to help us understand our customer set, understand what we need to offer for new features. And then beyond that, it's not just the products that we need to be able to uh, provide to our customers, right? It goes well beyond the products. We also have to be offering superior customer service. We, you know, I, I would say that the operations teams are yep. just as important in terms of delivering the product and ensuring success in a cloud-based world as the product teams themselves. So yes. we're looking at opportunities with uh, AI um, to help us be more effective. And we're already using AI uh, in some areas of the business, but we're going to be using a lot more of it in the in the in the, in the days, weeks, and months and years to come uh, in terms <laughs> yeah. of really helping our customers make the most and use our products effectively, but also helping them to know that they're important to us as a business, right? And so, that. I love that, yes. So, so it's said, critically important across the board. Yeah, helping them know that they're important. Yeah, I, I think that's really good. Um, you mentioned something there about customer service. Uh, I'm a big believer in, now this is almost called a secret sauce, but it's not secret, <laughs> but um, that, where we are now with the technology, technology does a great job, but the companies that are likely to survive and thrive over the next 5, 10, 15 years, I believe, it's personal belief, are the ones that are going to use the technologies to do the things you've mentioned, but also the other thing that you hit on, which is driving superior customer service. Uh, I firmly believe that using these technologies to reduce the cost of customer service is probably the wrong way to go. Now, certainly use things like AI and big data to help us understand and to automate some of the the, the thing that we do in customer service. To But we need to elevate that level of customer service up, um, I think, going forward. And I think that to me, I call it secret sauce, but I always tell people, but I've told you what the secret is. You know, um, I, I think it sounds like in your industry there as well, that's going to be important. I would imagine that there's a lot of um, competition in your area now, there's a lot of disruptors coming in or there's lots of people trying to do smaller pieces of the business that you do. Um, so maybe that's, uh, we'll, we'll look at that in a moment, but maybe customer service absolutely is something uh, that can be lifted up um, because we can do a lot of intelligent stuff with, with some of these um, digital technologies. But I always think that uh, if you look after your customers, look after the people, uh, you, they will return. And um, I think what you said as well was interesting, uh, using some of these technologies to help understand your customer better, but to help them understand maybe what they can get out of this a bit more. Um, because you, a lot of things with big data is it's only when you go try and analyze all this information that, or all this data into some kind of understandable information that you might actually see things that we missed, opportunities that just weren't, thought of before i always think with internet of things it's don't go out and do an internet of things project and because you probably fail you'll probably have to do a lot of soul searching before you understand how you can capitalize on on iot um, and maybe in your industry i don't know if there's areas you're looking at for iot that you can talk about if there is that'd be great or if not just in general terms do you see iot as offering some kind of competitive advantage um, sensors in some systems that your customers use to drive back information. Is that something? Well, I certainly, I certainly uh, see IoT as something that's that's interesting for us, right? Um, it's 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 an important aspect of really any uh, robust cloud strategy today, yeah. especially yeah. you know if you know we're looking at delivering a wide range of solutions across the industry, right? So, yeah. you know, IoT is, you know, critically important. And, you know, one of the areas, you know, that we, uh, you know, we see it as, you know, property management systems, right? Property management systems, Absolutely. you know, really defined 
heavily by their integrations with other products, right? And you know, so we're rolling out a you know a new solution on premise. It can't we can't do everything in the cloud. I mean, you got, we we have to realize that there are some things that have to go on prem. And yeah. so, you know, rolling out a new solution there, and IoT uh, can play a big part in the success of that particular uh, that particular product. We also, you know, have a number of different other solutions uh, in our service optimization space that really, you know, in order to help hotels be successfully operational, operationally, mm-hmm. um, they need to have some on-prem components, right? So we're looking at IoT as a, a help there and a driver to uh, to ensure greater success in that market as well. So there's just a tremendous amount of opportunity there for IoT, I think, uh, across the board. And, and I would be remiss to say, you know, that we aren't looking at every particular opportunity that comes along uh, to leverage, you know, these these various uh, cloud technologies to, to ensure our uh, you know the best outcome for the entire business we'll keep an eye and see what kind of technologies you or uh, solutions uh, you apply with IOT be very interested in that we'll come back to that another day um, we heard you heard it here first from Ken not everything needs to go into a cloud or should go into a cloud very glad we heard that today because again there's this big drive to putting everything in um, at least we, you know, I've seen a lot of reports over the last couple of years of organisations going all into cloud and extracting half of that back out, either cost or wrong architecture, or just didn't make sense to do that in the first place. So it sounds like get your strategy correct from the start, and I think it's a right cloud strategy as opposed to a cloud first strategy, perhaps is what we're hearing. So that's good. Now, Ken. You mentioned there uh, earlier that you've got a lot of, um, I'm sure you have still a lot of legacy IT. Now, legacy doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. I mean, that, that, that's, that's a terrible phrase that we use. But let's say a slightly older technology from cloud and now cloud technology. So you have a mix. Um, and that's, a, that, that, that's where most organizations find themselves today. As you said, not everything goes into the cloud. Not everything is architected in private clouds. There's a lot of still data center usage. How do you manage the old with the new uh, from a few areas, say architecture, resiliency, scalability, agility, security, from some of those big areas? How do you manage the old IT with the, the new IT and all this digital stuff that's going on? Is that, is that difficult? Oh, I would say it's, it's, it's extremely difficult um, mm. because, you know, number one is, you know, Amadeus is made up of a number of, not only did it grow up organically, yeah. but it's also yeah. made up of a lot of acquisitions. Of and course, so, yeah. you know, each of us, and I come from one of them, each of us come to the table with a different set of technologies that we've been using. Yes. And so, you know, to try to bring those together and to operate them effectively uh, is, is, is challenging. And then beyond that, to really integrate not only our IT systems, but our products, because we're, we're not only thinking about internal IT, we're thinking about empowering the IT organizations of our customers, right? So we're providing technology products that need to integrate as well. So it's just tremendously difficult uh, to, do, to do that. Um, but I think, again, it, it comes down to having the right people, having the right mindset, and training the individuals so that they can operate in this hybrid, you know, and I don't want to be careful because that's an overused term as well, but, you know, <laughs> operate in a hybrid type environment. And yeah. that's really, really key. The people are key to your success. And I want to just say, you know, just kind of going back to what you were saying earlier, don't be so focused on the sexy, right? And I think cloud yeah. is kind of reaching the point where it's reaching saturation, but, yes, um, it is. you know, there definitely is this mindset of we've got to go for the sexy. We've got to go for, you know, the buzz terms and, and chase after, you know, what's next. But really, as a business, really think through what you need to transform. Think about where the cloud makes sense, where you need to make investments there and and make those investments. But think carefully about what should remain on prem, mm-hmm. what you don't need to invest in at the moment and and think carefully about how those two uh, areas will uh, intertwine and work together 
for the betterment of your business, right? Yeah, love that, Ken. Ken, I mean, we we need more of you saying this. I think we need to duplicate you somehow. Um, I said, <laughs> the key thing, people, people. Uh, we see so often, as you said, the sexy is the digital, is the cloud, is all the tech. Yeah. I, I generally kind of trivialize it a little bit to say that's the easier bit today. It tends to work now. It's difficult to make it work, you know, multi-cloud, multi-hybrid, and legacy, but you can do it. The harder thing is bringing the people with you, but they're the people that make it work. They're the things that make it all hang together. They're the th they're, that's, right. that's the reason that it gets loosely coupled in the right way. Um, as you said, the right cloud for the right reason, the, the people mindset, um, I think, is is where we need to be thinking in this journey. And to get away from, even though it's technology, you even said it there, sure, your internal IT department has to think like a business because it has to integrate that technology with another business. Uh, so it's more business focused first and technology is very important, but you can have the best tech if it doesn't integrate, you've no business at the end of the day. That's right. But I think you've got that mindset in there, that culture in there, it doesn't come overnight, doesn't come easy, but it sounds like it's, it's working there. So some, some, some great tips there, Ken. As I said, we need to get you multiplied somehow and spreading this message. Now, um, a couple of questions about the industry itself. So, um, you know, in general terms, are there challenges within this industry? Um, first off, off the top of my head is, you know, are the disruptors coming in? Because with a lot of this technology now, you'll see in banking, retail, probably in hospitality, that uh, uh, newer organizations, they don't have the legacy IT, they don't have the, you know, they're not trying to do end-to-end. To doing small bits of a business process. Are you finding that in, in your business that the, it is open to that or? Oh, or is it oh absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. There isn't right. any business that's yeah. not disrupted, yeah. So I think one of the great things of the cloud is it's really, it's really an enabler. Um, not only for us to do our thing, but yes. for you know individuals with very little upfront investment to really, yeah. uh, to really, you know, take us for a ride, you know, in a way. <laughs> it's a challenge. Take um, on the challenge, yeah. yeah. They take on the challenge, and and some of them are doing exceptionally well. You know, you look at some of the the innovators in the space, and you think, wow, you know, that that is really impressive. So they're able to do some things that, you know, like you said, I mean, it's difficult for us to do because we are, we do have so much legacy, and as I said, you know, we've got a yeah. number of different products that that's reality. That we, we're still supporting, we're still operating, we're still caring for. And, and so, you know, uh, it doesn't allow us to, to dedicate our full attention to, uh, you know, to the cloud and, and to our next generation products. So a big part of what we're trying to do now is, is sunset those products, move forward and, and really focus our attention on innovation. Now, yeah. that said, you know, we're, you know, we're a large organization and we don't turn on a dime. So, you know, it's it's more difficult for us to put some of the uh, innovation into the into specific products that maybe other companies, uh, smaller, nimbler organizations can do. Uh, so we certainly do have that challenge and we will continue likely to have that challenge uh, to be as quick and nimble as they are. However, I think what our selling point, you know, and what our selling point really needs to be and really is, is that we are offering a broad suite of products, right? So whereas there are individual organizations that can provide a sales and catering solution, they can provide a property management uh, yeah. uh, solution, you know, they can they can do these things individually, but they still need to integrate, right? And so what we're what we're purporting is that we can really take uh, on the scale that we are, we can really take a lot of these individual components and knit them together into a holistic solution. Yeah. So the sum is greater than the parts, right? Yeah. And so that that's how we're looking at things. And, and, and the cloud really is enabling us to do that uh, more quickly. Um, you know, again, more quickly than we've historically done it, probably not as quick as a lot of companies are doing it, you know, doing their development today, but, but, but enabling us to be more quick quick and more agile and more capable of delivering uh, a holistic uh, set of products and solutions that yeah. benefit hoteliers. 
Yeah, that that's very true, as you said. Um, and I thought it's a it's a positive. Uh, cloud enables us to be quicker than what we were in the past. Now, maybe not as quick as somebody else, but that's not you're not you know that's not the 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 be all and the end all of it is that you have recognised that has given you that agility again. Another fantastic phrase that's probably overused out there. Um, you you said something there. It's very relevant to industries that are undergoing disruption at the moment. And most industries are banking, finance, I said the hotelier industry as well. And I think one of the, that's what you said, one of the key factors that can differentiate you because you'll never be as quick and nimble as some of these new starts is your focus on integration, integrating all these other challenger products that, and services that may come up back into the wider mesh of products and services that you provide. So you end up being as well as providing services for the ones that you may not provide or that your customer may say, well, look, this, this company's doing something a little bit different, different price point, we want to get that. You still get to touch that and be part of that by being the integrator. And I think that's where organizations that are of a big size, as you said, we've legacy, we've traditional, we've got cloud, you know, we don't, move as agile as some of these smaller startups and whatever it is we can't compete with them but the integration i think the integrator now is the key is taking all these small business things alongside a wider suite integrating that seamlessly and i think it gives control back to organizations like yourselves a control not being a bad phrase but you know from a customer point of view they don't want to deal with 40 or 50 different little players they still want to deal with the amadeus of the world um, when there's challenges and issues and changes to, to be done and, and, and new things. So uh, yeah. I think that's a good space to be in. I think that's a good, yeah, I, I do. I, I, I agree. And I, I think that the thing that to keep in mind there is that, you know, there's integrations everywhere, right? I mean, there's I mean, we live in an integrated world, right? Uh, the beauty of being the provider of all the solutions is that you have control over how they integrate and how robustly they integrate. Yes. Uh, yes. One of the one of the challenges that we have in the in the property management space is that, you know, uh, you know these 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 uh, these property management systems need to integrate with a lot of third party applications. Mm -hmm. It is incredibly difficult to not only get them integrated and certified and certify the integrations, but also to keep them running. And so I think that leads into the, you know, the second point here is, you know, I think customers appreciate having one throat to choke. And you know, I hate to sound so crass there, but, you know, it, 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 yeah. the beauty of being able to work with one organization is that you can say, okay, you're providing my property management system, you're providing my sales and catering system, you make them work, right? And yep. so I think that, that lay, puts us you know, and it, you know, obviously sometimes in a difficult situation, but I think it's a beauty for our customers. It's a great selling point. I think it is. And I'm sure you'll agree sometimes, you you know, if it's difficult thing, well, that's good because that's business at the end of the day and you're working with the customer. The other thing it allows, I think, organizations of your size to do is to, again, you know, you can only do so much innovation and deal with all these customers, is to let the market, let other organizations do those smaller business processes and either integrate them in as an add-on or possibly acquire them as a quicker way of doing innovation at the end of the day. So some various strategies there, which I'm sure you you, you probably look at. Listen, um, I have a couple of quick fire questions for you. So um, we'll, we'll just throw some of these out and see where we go with these. So question one, um, is cloud seen as a way to save money or drive innovation or both in, in your in your view? Oh, absolutely both. <laughs> absolutely both. I mean, <laughs> number one is if you think you're going to save money out of the gate, I think you're you're not seeing things completely clearly um, because it does it does take investment, right? You're going to change yeah. strategies. You're going to change the way you're doing things. It takes it takes time. It takes money. It takes uh, you know the things that we've talked about, right? So so number one, it's not going to save you money out of the gate. And number two is I think you've got to really recognize that the cloud takes regular oversight and tuning in order to maximize the efficiency that you get out of it right it's kind of like you know um, you know in the old you know in the legacy days you know we could leave um, you know our systems running and and yeah. and it wasn't a big deal it was you know paying the electric bill 
now yes. <laughs> we're paying a lot more if we decide to leave all the lights on right so oh, so we that. really need need to have individuals constantly watching and reviewing and um you know just you know ensuring that you know uh the right aspects of the cloud are being utilized at the right times and so that's really critically important but also as i said you know innovation is a critical aspect as well i mean you know now as an organization we're able to spend a lot less time thinking about compute networking and storage and we can spend yeah. a whole lot more time thinking about what features we need to bring to market and how we can really help our customers succeed so you know it's 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 really a you know it's a win win but it does t it does take work it does take work indeed and a good point there about the 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 financial aspect of it as well i'm a firm believer if we teach us if you're going into cloud it is going to cost you something up front it's new it's a project it's got to be learned and if you don't switch things off in this environment the the meter runs quite uh, aggressively let's say so uh so so good but huge innovation there question um is digital transformation a journey or a destination What's your view? Oh, definitely both. Um, <laughs> you know, definitely both. But I would say more on. I would. I would focus more on the journey side. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. You know, the the reality of the situation is is that um, technology is is constantly changing, uh, constantly changing. So what we might realize success with today uh, is is really going to be vastly different. You know, uh, a few years from now. So we need yes. to constantly be evaluating, constantly be looking at changing uh, the way that we do things, constantly evaluating new technologies to see where uh, it makes sense to make changes. Right. So. Uh, I, I really firmly believe that you know we're on this journey. It's uh, probably a journey that will likely never end, <laughs> um, and hopefully <laughs> won't end. <laughs> uh, oh, stop! Right. Get off. <laughs> You're right, right, right. Sometimes, yeah, we certainly feel that way, right? But uh, but yeah. I do think it is a journey, and, and you know, again, you know, many companies like I, I think hospitality is a great example. I think they've, in many ways, been somewhat slow to adopt technology. Um, you know, and sometimes they're living a little bit behind the curve, and yep. uh, it's 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 definitely uh, you know the opportunities that lie ahead of these organizations that realize what technology can do to them is just um, it's just it, you know it's just really eye opening, and it and it's amazing that the the, the the transformation to their their revenue to their bottom line yeah. just by adopting the right technologies. That's it. And we did this years ago. We did this back in the 40s and 50s uh, with mainframes and then 70s, 80s, getting into distributed uh, computing. Different technologies means uh, what you mentioned there as well was uh, it's a journey. Um, but I, I always like to think of it as a technological journey and a people journey at the same time. Almost like the people pushing the technology onto the train, closing the doors and going with it to the next station and doing something with it um, along the way. There's a big focus on cybersecurity, uh, quite rightly so. But, I mean, a question for you, is the need for cybersecurity kind of overhyped these days or as necessary? Be sure, once we go to the cloud, security's baked in and we don't need to think about it anymore. Would you have any? Oh, I wish that were the case. Don't we all? <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> Make yeah. it somebody else's problem. Um, no, the reality is is that cybersecurity is more important than ever. I mean, just yeah. hands down, more important than ever. And you've really got to be thinking carefully about um, you know, how you're implementing. You've got to be really looking at uh, what you need to do in terms of controls. And uh, you know, just it, it takes a lot more upfront planning than it, I think it did years ago. Um, yes. Uh, you know, yeah, the cloud providers are providing a service and they provide PCI compliance services. But just because the individual components are PCI compliant, for instance, doesn't mean yes. that the overall solution you build is PCI compliant. Love it. So you yes. got to really use your head here and think through what you're doing, how you're putting the components together and ensuring that you're thinking carefully about the end result. Um, and, you know, the reality is there are new, we're seeing this. Uh, repeat over and over again, you know, these vulnerabilities, uh, these threat actors that are out there. I mean, it, they're becoming more sophisticated. Cybersecurity, hands down, is more critical than it's ever been.
Love it. And I think some of these, um, I said, threat actors are probably using some of this latest technology themselves in order to <laughs> be able to yeah, do better sure. cyber attacks at the end of the right. day. Yeah, you hit it there. The PCI compliancy is one I've come across quite a lot where a cloud provider will say we're PCI compliant. They are at the data center for a small part of the entire service that's been given. And I always think that you cannot, you should not, and you cannot outsource responsibility and accountability for security. The book That's stops right. with your organization and your people and those leaders in charge. That's where it should. You cannot, you can attempt to outsource it, but you cannot really give away that at the end of the day. The book stops with your organization. Yeah, um, let me just, let me just state real quick too. You know, I worked for Microsoft for uh, nearly two years and sure. you know I've, I've been working with Microsoft technology for for some time and you know um, you know if you look at for instance you look at the Azure components there are a number of components there that are PCI compliant yes. and so they'll say you know hey on PC you know you've got we've got a PCI compliant solution to offer you the reality is you've got to look at every component individually you've got to look and make sure are is this component really PCI compliant and if I take these two PCI components and put them together for yes. in terms of a building a solution is the end result the sum of those two components going to be PCI right is your solution PCI because you've built it you've used these components so I love it is the sum of these components um, as you said compliant from a security perspective uh, and you have to look at that holistically from what you've built with these parts. Love it. That's, I, 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 we still see case studies. We still see references of organizations and CIOs and IT leaders and CEOs trying to outsource that security problem. It's not a problem. You know, invest in it. It's something to be invested in because if you don't, it will be a problem. And there's lots of case studies out there at the moment uh, that people can go find. Simple question for you, Ken. I love this one. Moving IT budgets from CapEx to OpEx is a good thing. Yes? No? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good thing. I mean, it's, I mean it's, it's kind of a foregone conclusion at this point, right? So, um, but I do think, you know, it's, it's a lot of, um, you, you really have to educate your you know your teams internally right you know mm -hmm. the finance yes. teams yes. we went through this years ago um with our teams and helping them understand um the impact and and you know yes. the value of doing what we're doing so you know again I, I think it's a good thing i think it's a foregone conclusion that it's happening uh, we're not going to stop that train um and it's just a matter of it's it's up to us to really educate our internal teams as to uh, as to the value of it and how to do it that's one of the biggest challenges we've seen is educating outside of IT, as you said, finance, uh, procurement, uh, even legal from contracts perspective. Um, the only thing I'd, I'd consider in that though is um, once you go into an OPEX, OPEX now again depends on the size of your organization, can relate a bit more to cash flow. So you need to be very cash flow positive to pay the OPEX bill, I would suggest. Um, and the other thing might be the cost of um, getting capital. Sometimes a CapEx model might be cheaper. Um, but again, can you buy a lot of this equipment with CapEx? Well, you're not, you're really leasing it or renting it for periods of time. So it's, it's one to consider. Biggest thing though we've seen the challenge is the internal challenge in getting people's minds switched around mm -hmm. as to we're moving to a different model. Is it the right model? What are the considerations? And I think really, Mark, I think it's it's really about, you know, that's one aspect of evangelizing internally, right? I think, you know, we, we are, um, you know, we're really good. A lot of us are really good at technology. We're really yes. good at digging in and understanding complex problems and, and trying to build new solutions. But the reality of the situation is that we really need to be good evangelists internally. Um, this is a, you know, moving to the cloud and digital transformation is a real mind shift change and yes. going back to the whole people argument um, we really need to do our best to convince people of the value of that um, i went through um, i went through this a couple of years ago when i came back to the the amadeus organization and was focused on you know sunsetting products right and you know again it was not something we'd ever really done before like 
we're just going to keep running these products products in perpetuity yeah. and everyone's yeah. going to be happy and there's not going to be any problems but the reality is we had two sunset products and so it was a huge evangelist evangelistic effort across the organization yes. painful painful but you know the outcome has been tremendously good for the organization in terms of val the revenue that we've been able yes, to yes. Uh, reap from transitioning customers as well as just focusing our attention more on on innovation focusing it on our cloud-based products and and really helping our customers uh, transform their business Mm. Yeah, very good point. As you said, uh, I think IT does have to be the evangelist of this technological change, but not just from the technology side. We have to know that, but we also have to know the impact of business people and the benefits and some of the pitfalls. As you said, even we have to sunset the old, some of the older stuff to enable us to do newer things and better things and getting through that. So as an evangelist, um, we, we're going to feel pain as you said, right. but we have to believe uh, and we have to drive that thinking. We have to have passion. Uh, we have to believe in the story, know the message, know the journey we're going on, mm -hmm. understand the destination. It's not, it's, it's the journey is important. There is a destination there, the destination we probably never reach. But I think we need to fold all that into our thinking. And I think there is a changing time at the moment where um, personally I'm seeing a change in people within IT, um, whether they're coming into IT today or they've been in IT for 20, 30, 40 years, that those that will survive now in this world of change are the ones that will start thinking like that and behaving like that, which is good to see and, and people are, are doing that. Um, uh, two final ones, um, DevOps is a great replacement for IT service management, that's come up before, so I wanted to pick your brains on that, or is it a replacement? So, <laughs> Some people believe uh, it is. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think yeah. they augment each other very well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sure. But DevOps is not a replacement. I think DevOps is. I'm a big proponent of DevOps, the methodology, yes. right? Yeah. And we got to be careful how we use the term too. A lot of people throw DevOps around, and it means different things <laughs> to different people. But if you really look at what it is, it's a methodology. And yeah. so, you know, I think it works very well in tandem with IT service management, frankly. Yeah, I think um, I agree with you there. Um, to me, there are components uh, that we knit together, as you said, greater than the sum of the parts is what we're aiming for. I think DevOps has brought some new thinking in, um, especially with all this digital technology that is so agile. So I'm using the words again, all these buzzwords, but it's so flexible and scalable that you have to have a more open way of doing things quicker, faster, getting that velocity, which is great. But and we've seen case studies of DevOps replacing the service management function, which I don't think is the way to go because you still need the operations side, that customer service. You need to transcend it from product into service because without service, all you have is products. And if you don't have any way of differentiation, you have a commodity. That's so right. I think, um, the challenge, maybe you have a comment on this, the challenge I've seen in a lot of industries that I've spoken with personally is DevOps has become a silo the same way service management became a silo. And it's the pulling the two of them together is the challenge. We know what DevOps is, we know what service management is, people have been doing them long enough now, it's getting them together That's seems right. to be the challenge. Well, and I think what, what happens is, and this is I think pretty common is that we we hone in on the sexy so devops can take yeah. us to whole new levels and we forget about the it service management part of it we yeah. forget about the elements there that um help us be successful in other areas of the business right so yeah, you know yeah. I, i'm a, just a firm believer and let's be really careful about overhyping certain buzz terms and certain methodologies that are appealing to us and making sure yeah. we're looking at the whole picture Love it, the whole picture there. Uh, final question in this in this little quick fire. Um, Agile is better than waterfall project management, similar to the DevOps ITSM. Yes, no, maybe. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be shot with this, but I I definitely <laughs> think there's a there's a place for both, and yeah. uh, I'm I'm safe certified. You know, um, I've gone through the training. I I believe in it. I'm a big proponent of it. 
but you know, I certainly see value uh, in certain areas for waterfall, right? And you know, for instance, you know, we as a, my team uh, has been focused heavily on kind of revolutionizing how we migrate customers from from our legacy products to our newer products, right? Yes. And we, you know, we've realized that the way that we need to deliver, <laughs> it fits better in a water, waterfall model. It just fits better. Yeah. So, you know, we, we've taken that approach. Now, again, um, our, our organization, our Indian organization and many other parts of the organization have really tried to do adopt, you know, scaled agile, um, and they've done so very successfully, but it doesn't work in every case. So I just really challenge you to, to, to take a close look at what your outcomes need to be and figure out what methodology works the best for you. Love it. The thinking, think of the outcomes, then think of the methodology, think That's of the right. end results for, and work backwards. I'm a big proponent of working backwards. I, I see that as well. Um, again, we, we see so many people, they're breaking their organizations to get so agile in everything. And it's, whoa, does that suit the situation you're in? But we never ask that question. Of course it will. And then you step back, and if it's this onboarding, you go, "Whoa, no, it doesn't." So yeah, it's same with them. It, it's it's about making it relevant and having. I think having all these components that you call on as as a main you need. Ken, we're coming to the end. Um, final thing. Uh, any final words, maybe, on how digital technologies and services, maybe uh, above and beyond what we've said, are just changing. You know your industry in in general terms. Um, yeah, I I think it's huge in the hospitality space. I think it's a an untapped opportunity that you know is is coming our way. Really, you know, if you really take a look at how air travel is transformed over the last ten to twenty years, yeah, you, yeah. you think about what you were doing tw you know, even twenty even ten years ago, uh, with respect to how you bought tickets and how you um, you utilized those tickets and how you checked in and, and even how you bought seats. Um, you know, it's completely changed. Um, and in many ways for the better, it's been fantastic uh, customer service experience for, for many individuals. Um, but it's also given the airlines awesome new revenue opportunities. Well, yeah. you just think about, you know, not only the way that they sell, uh, you know, sell uh, sections uh, or sell seats, but mm -hmm. also, you know, well, really differentiating those seats based on location on the plane, uh, how much legroom they have, um, you know, and also just having the ability to uh, to select a seat when you buy your ticket, right? <laughs> it seems pretty basic, but they're using those those opportunities to drive new revenue into their business, which is fantastic. So the hospitality business is is at the infancy stage here, but there's tremendous opportunity and tremendous upside with respect to uh, you know transforming digitally, leveraging the cloud, leveraging solution providers such as us. I know there's others out there too, but such as us that really are trying to integrate a lot of these products and enable them to do many of the same types of things that the airline industry has has been doing for you know a decade. Yeah, yeah. I think that's key integration there as well. And uh, the opportunity is phenomenal. And I think maybe in the IT world that we exist in as well is if we can get more into knowing the technologies and from a business perspective, trying to help the business, business understand how we might be able to solve uh, customer challenges today or solve challenges that have yet to come up which is the true opportunity going forward. That's great. Okay, Ken. Ken Wilson from Amadeus IT Group. Thank you very much for joining us on today's CCC Talks. Mark, thank you so much for having me. Really enjoyed the opportunity, and we'll talk soon. We'll talk soon, Ken. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining this episode of CCC Talks. We hope you enjoyed this episode and walk away with a ton of actionable insights. If this is your first time joining us, this is us extending a personal invitation to you to join other IT and business professionals. So please subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, or Google Play. If you are struggling in any capacity in your digital transformation journey, contact us. We'd be more than happy to guide you and find you the right certification courses to help you manage the challenges modern businesses are facing. This was CCC Talks. Until next time.